1: to Dr. Mara Karpel and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on Maricarpell.com. And today is Sunday, October the 8th, 2023, and I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Karpel, and we are back live with another great program. Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here with us to make the show run smoothly as usual. And in a little while after the break, we'll be joined from North Carolina by Robert Signori, president of Thrive Pavilion, a virtual reality community for seniors. Now, a few weeks ago, a member of the community joined us to talk about her experience in the metaverse. And now Robert joins us to talk about how he developed this community and the social and emotional benefits for seniors of this metaverse community. And then later in the program, I will be talking about finding peace and our passion in the world of uncertainty. And after the program, you can hear this evening's show again by going to my website, and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight, along with any website links that we discuss on this show. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio. That's b l o g talkradio. dot com slash your golden years, and you'll also be able to hear it on Apple Podcasts. For information from prior programs and to listen to previous programs going all the way back since we started on Blog Talk Radio about almost 10 years ago, you can go to my website, drmaricarpell.com. You can also hear all of those podcasts on blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years, and all of them are also on Apple Podcasts. And for upcoming programs and events, be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, your Golden Years. This evening's program will be produced by Accomplice Entertainment and Psyched Up Productions. And we're going to take a brief to play a couple of our sponsors' commercials, but it'll be very brief, so don't go anywhere because when you when we come back from the commercial, we'll be joined right here by Robert Signori, president of Thrive Pavilion, a virtual reality community for seniors. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Super psychologist Dr. Mara Karpel will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed services or supplies you never received. There are three easy things you can do to prevent fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and look for any suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or call your local Medicare SHIP program at 1-800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at com.
1: And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Maricarpel and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpel.com. And now joining us on the phone is Robert Signori, president of Thrive Pavilion, to talk about his virtual reality community for seniors. Welcome, Robert.
2: Hi, Dr. Mara. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know, I'm excited to talk to you. I know a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, we had one of the members of your community on the program, and now we get to talk to you and talk about how you develop this, um, this metaverse community for seniors. Um why don't we start yeah. first with a little bit about your background and who you are?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, my background actually is in um, technology. I have um, went to school a long time ago and uh, got a, a bachelor's in uh, computer engineering, uh, computer software, and computer programming, and really had spent... Uh, really my entire professional career in, in um, software engineering and, and roles related to product management uh, in software companies. I spent a lot of time, uh, you had mentioned that I'm from Cary, North Carolina, and really has spent quite a bit of my career at startups in the Research Triangle area. Uh, continues to have a very vibrant uh, startup uh, community. And companies uh, that have, uh, and that's been true for, for quite a while. So I've spent a lot of time uh, as an entrepreneur or working for entrepreneurs uh, in the tech space. Mm-hmm. Um, until recently, I was the chief technology uh, or the chief product officer um, for a company that made uh, software for continuing care retirement communities. And that is mm. really where I started to learn a lot about. Um, older adults and how they interact with technology and the needs of older adults. Um, uh, And so I was uh, there during the pandemic. So certainly learned quite a bit about um, uh, because of the pandemic, which is true, I think for for Mm -hmm. everybody, there was a lot of uh, social isolation was a thing that was, you know, happened during the pandemic. We all were social isolated. But certainly sure. for older adults, it became it became uh, very obvious that um, the technologies that we were using at the time, because the reason why people move into a continuing care retirement community is because there's a built-in social network and social social programs that are happening, and all that stopped during the pandemic, uh, and it was it became really obviously really obvious that. The Zoom calls or YouTube videos, et cetera, did not help overcome isolation um, at all. Um, mm. And as the veil of the pandemic lifted, there's still quite a quite a number of older adults that remained isolated, um, particularly living at home. And that's really where the the one of the reasons or one of the one of the genesis reasons for uh, the Thrive Pavilion came up.
1: Hmm. So, so then, what is Thrive? Pavilion.
2: Yeah, sure. So, what the Thrive Pavilion is? It is a. It's very much like a senior community that you might find find in like a town. Um, It and but it is located in virtual space rather than actually being in, uh, you know, a building located in a community. We have a building. Um, It's it's in the metaverse, and we have activities. Uh, pretty much daily, um, and these activities are are designed around the areas of wellness, so we have activities that are physical um, uh, for example, last week we went and we played cornhole this week, we have some activities like like a book club uh, tonight we 're doing something that is probably a bit cognitive and also very entertaining we're actually doing like you know, improv uh, like an improv class, so hmm. people will put their virtual reality headset on and we use um, the majority of our our community is actually located in a platform that meta provides which is called horizon world so people use their meta headsets and come to our location and meet together in real time with other people um, in an immersive environment that you are surrounded by, that you look around, that you can talk to other people, that you see other people in—they just happen to be avatars—and you participate in these in these different activities with with other people, with other uh, older adults that are um, you, many of them are is- are isolated for one reason or another. Some have physical limitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, some. Um, It could just be too hot outside or lack transportation or, or, you know, various different reasons. There are many of them why older adults may be isolated. And we participate in in these these different activities um, every day.
3: Hmm.
1: So what, you know, what is it like in there? I mean, I guess, you know, if you could paint a picture of what is this like, some people are probably really puzzled. It is it is
2: so hard to describe what uh, a, a current uh, sort of virtual reality, particularly a social virtual reality experience, is like to people that have never experienced it. And and quite honestly, it the, the really the best analogy for that type of for that experience is really the real world. Um, if uh, for example, uh, on Friday we went and we played. We got together as a group. Many people sort of split split up and played, like, different card games. So I went with a group, and we went ahead and played Uno. So we actually were sitting around a table with cards. There was somebody sitting to my right, someone sitting to my left, someone sitting across from the table from me, and we played the Uno card game. If I wanted to talk to the person on my right, I would just turn my head and, and, and speak to them or Talk across the table. The experience really is as close to really being there uh, as you possibly can get. Uh, the computers now have gotten so powerful that they can uh, we can be put into uh, virtual spaces that appear real to us, at least at least to our mm-hmm. eyes and to our ears. Um, so we can be transported, even though we may be at home and everybody who's part of bribe is doing it from their home, but we are all transported into the same, into the same physical space. That physical space just happens to be computer generated. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, you use your body. So when we play bocce, you're throwing the ball with your, with your arm and your hand, um, If you are having a conversation with people, you're looking at them, you know, you're looking at their face and you're watching their mouth move. If you're in a group of people and you want to have a conversation with one of the people in that group, you can walk over to a a place, maybe that's a little bit quieter, and have a conversation. So it really is um, so much like the real world and actually – and that is the reason why we went ahead and uh, informed the Thrive Pavilion because the experience, the connection that is made uh, is so real. Uh, your response mm-hmm. to it is like you are actually there.
1: And these are real people. I mean, you're really connecting to people. You're just not right. seeing the – yeah. Right, you're not yeah. you're not
2: seeing their physical body, but it is it is the conversations that you're having with people, their personality. It real it really is them. But one of the the, the re- one of the reasons, or uh, we had the idea for the Thrive Pavilion was not only my professional experience, but also during the pandemic was my personal experience. And and what uh, uh, what happened during the pandemic was I had a daughter who lived in San Diego, uh, and of course my wife and I. We, and my daughter, we did all the, the things that everybody else did during the pandemic to stay connected, right? We would uh, uh, use, you know, Zoom calls, all that stuff to, to stay connected because we couldn't travel. Uh, and mm-hmm. during that time, I had gotten gotten a, a virtual reality headset, and I bought one for my daughter, and I sent it to her because I said, hey, we could do things together. So one night we were we were playing a game where we were together and just having a great time, I took the headset off, and my wife looks at me. She says, what on earth are you guys doing? Sounds like you were having a blast. And we were, we were playing this game where you sort of work together to make sandwiches because people are coming up to the window, and there's a timer, you know, and, and so you're collaborating and, 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 and performing tasks together. So the next night, I loaned my wife my headset, and I had an older one. So all three of us were playing. And when when we we finished the evening and my wife took off the headset, she turned to me and she said, you know, I know she wasn't there, but it really felt like she was. Like we were high-fiving, we were laughing, Mm -hmm. we were handing things to each other. It felt Mm -hmm. like she was actually in the room. And that's kind of where the light bulb went off. It's like, oh, okay, so we're having this need for older adults who need uh, uh, social connection. And here's the technology that is providing social connection. Can we can we create a community where older adults may come? Can we create a calendar? Are there activities that they would do? Would mm-hmm. they show up more than once? You know, all those sorts of questions. And that's that's why the three of us, actually, it's, uh, my wife, my daughter, and myself started The Thrive Today back in 2022.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I want to, you know, uh, uh, clarify that the people are really there, so it's not like you're interacting with a robot. That makes it no. feel like you're talking. <laughs> you're
2: talking to real right. people. Right? No, it's we, we we don't employ any artificial intelligence.
1: So when
2: when you are um, when you are at the when you're participating in, a, in an activity, you're participating with uh, other people, and and honestly, friendships uh, have formed. Um, We Mm -hmm. have, uh, you know, we have seen that, that, that it's very often that um, people may come because uh, maybe their spouse passed away or um, they are um, taking care of their spouse. So they decide to, they have to isolate their spouse and themselves. And this is the way for them to be able to socialize without leaving the house. And, and really through the community, because we have people that have been with us since the beginning, Um, we have people that participate in multiple activities a week. We have new people showing up all the time. And what happens is uh, there are friendships that form. So uh, they become comfortable with using, using uh, VR because we're, we're only adults. It's, it's a bit of a walled garden. We don't have any you No, know, There's no like random kids participating in, in our activities. So we hope we are creating a very uh, welcoming um, environment. And, and people will form friendships and they will go and then do other activities in VR with their friends that they have formed through, uh, through the Thrive Pavilion. So mm-hmm. it really becomes a way for, for people to augment their, their social life. Um, and even for people that have, um, physical limitations that may prevent them from, from getting outside of their house, uh, social VR is the way that they it's the only way that they socialize it's some people mm-hmm. have described it as saying that that it's given their life back that they can exercise they can meet people they can go to the theater they can they can meditate they can go fishing they can play cards you know all these things that they can do now that they weren't able to do before mhm
1: mhm so i so with the physical activities, are there things that you do where people are actually getting real exercise, where they're moving their body?
2: In terms of the the things that we do at Thrive um, in physical activities, a lot of it is upper body exercise. So it's things like mm-hmm. uh, cornhole or bocce or d- darts or we'll play paddle mm-hmm. golf. We will we will also do things like miniature golf. So that is a thing where um, some people will stand and play. Um, we don't necessarily do any. Uh, we as an organ as a group don't do anything that's uh, more strenuous than that. You certainly can mm-hmm. in in virtual reality do things that are quite aerobic. Um, we uh, as, as us as a group we haven't we haven't done that because uh, there are some people that would rather remain seated or have to remain seated. Um, But, but they, but we were playing, we were playing cornhole last week. And one of the people commented, boy, my arm is getting tired. She also was winning. So that was good. (laughs) But at the end her arm was tired. So probably was a good tired, but if we you know, we, there are activities where you do have to move around a bit.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, I mean you could get a lot of exercise um, seated, you know. Yeah. hmm Um, you know, I was just thinking you could probably do chair yoga. I don't know if you do that or chair tai chi.
2: Yeah, well, there are there are people that do do chair tai chi. We we haven't. Um, there's so much that we can do with the community mm-hmm. uh, that we haven't done yet, and certainly being a bit more purposeful. In in the types of uh, movement and exercise activities we do is certainly something that would be interesting for us. We just haven't haven't really uh, focused on that yet.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're you know really. I mean, it's been you've had it for a little over a year. Is that how long? you've That's right. Had the yeah. yeah. So
2: we started in April of uh, twenty two. We started with zero mm-hmm. members. We have about 500 members now. Um, we have yeah, activities. Wow. We have we have ten activities actually this week. Uh, we have mm-hmm. our one tonight, matter of fact, and uh, where we're doing the improv games. And we'll we'll be there. we'll have anywhere from um, uh, generally about a dozen to about 20 people now uh, that will participate uh, in in activity. We vary the times. Um, so some people from the West Coast can join us. We do some that are also early. We have some U.K. members join us, um, but mm-hmm. we try and vary the times. So even though we do have some people that still work, uh, so we do things in the evening so that we can have some participation from people who are still in the workforce. Most of our members um, are retired, living at home, still independent. Probably the average age is, is about 68 to 70. But we do have some mm-hmm. members that are in their uh, early 80s.
1: Okay. It sounds like you have people from East Coast, West Coast, and UK, you said?
2: so. Yeah, we do. We have here. some people from
1: the UK <laughs> that participate with us
2: in our earlier events. We have something, let's say, at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, we have many members that are Canadian um, as well. So uh-huh. there, there is uh, sort of an international um we, we focus primarily um, 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 uh, U.S. time zones uh, at the moment, but but there is a there's a, a good community of, of people at, over in the UK that uh, seem to be taking to uh, virtual reality quite a bit.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. Wow, this is so interesting. So, you know, how, how does it work? I mean, how do people get? On to virtual reality. Some people might feel very intimidated by the whole idea of it. Is it yeah. easy to use? Um,
2: I, I feel it is. So, so the, the, if people are interested in learning more about it, um, they certainly can go to our website, which is thrivepavilion.org, dot uh, org, and we have uh, instructions on how to get started. Um, the we use uh, we we are on the Meta platform, and the headsets are the MetaQuest headsets. Um, and there is some uh, uh, sort of initial setup that you have to do, you know, to create uh, an account and, and get the headset going. But what I, what I find with VR, or, or the difference, between, if we think of uh, when we think about high tech, when we think about computers, and, and most of it, like right now, high tech is a uh, flat two-dimensional screen that you touch with your finger or maybe your mouse, right? And mm-hmm. to use those technologies to, to actually do a task, it requires a huge amount of abstractions, right? There's sliders and buttons and keyboard keys and, and little boxes that you have to click on on a Zoom call to mute yourself or talk to somebody. There's all these abstractions. When it comes to virtual reality, a lot of those, and not to say that there aren't any, I wish there was, and I think we're headed that way, a lot of those abstractions go away. So you are Hmm. now using your body, basically, because you are in the environment. You are now using your arms, your hands, your mouth, your head to actually interact. So a lot of those high-tech abstractions that, that many older adults just didn't learn, right? And, and, and can find intimidating. A lot of those abstractions mm-hmm. go away. Uh, good, good case in point, kind of, kind of a funny story. We were playing, uh, about a month ago, we were playing Family Feud. And the way that we play Family Feud is we're actually on the Family Feud stage, the set, and it's uh-huh. the other creator that built the Family Feud step, uh, stage. So you know, there's that part where you go up to the plat- uh, the the podium, in the beginning, and the two people are facing each other to figure out which team is going going to go, right? So we had a relative newcomer who was with us. She came up to the podium, and I said, "Okay, I'm going to ask the question. If you know the, if you have an answer, press the button." And she she said, "Well, how do I press the button? Because you know she's thinking, well, there must be some thing I have to do in my controller or, or you know something like some abstraction." right, that you would have to do with a computer. And I said, no, if you want to press a button, just stick, reach your hand out and touch it. And she's like, oh, that's easy. I get it. So a lot of those, a lot of those abstractions that we have to deal with when we're dealing with high tech, in VR, they're not there. If I want Hmm. to talk to the person to my left, I just turn my head. Like, you don't have to learn to turn your head. You learned it. You're probably nine months old, right? You you had to turn your head down. Uh, or how to reach out and grab something you kind of you kind of you learned that when you were you know six months old so you're that's how you're now interacting with people in these environments those those abstract it's not like a zoom call it's more really like sitting in your living room talking to people.
1: How do you get the your avatar to get up and walk across the room?
2: Yeah, so, so walking there, again, it's like I said, there's not all the abstractions are, are not gone, and, and hopefully right. someday they, they will. You do have to – you do hold in your hands to – in both hands you have controllers, and there is okay. a stick that if, to ambulate that you do have to push to ambulate. So that, that definitely is one of the abstractions that is, is still there. Um, mm-hmm. so, and, and I think that uh, people have – uh, uh, figured that one out. Um, you know, like yeah, I mean, said, that sounds pretty easy. a small learning curve, but it's not too bad, yeah.
1: Right. That sounds a lot mm-hmm. safer than getting up and walking across your actual room with goggles yeah, on. You, yeah, <laughs> you,
2: you could. I mean, the goggles now are getting so good, that at least the new ones that's coming out Tuesday with Meta is you just put it on and it'll map out your space, so it'll know if, like, if you're going to walk into something, you don't have to do anything.
3: Oh, really? You certainly
2: could. If you had a big enough space, like in your garage or something like that, you certainly could walk around. I mean, there's nothing nothing preventing you from di- from doing that. But I, I would say for many older adults, particularly those that are living at home, you are wearing something on your face. So it depends, and it makes sense to – you certainly wouldn't want to fall by accident and be by right. yourself. So I think a lot of people do – We'll we'll stay seated if they feel more comfortable. I certainly don't encourage anybody to stand up if they don't want to. So uh, for sure, mm-hmm. um, if, if people feel seated is the way that they want to go, then by all means, stay seated.
1: Right, right, yeah. But but that's pretty cool that they're making it making goggles that can sense when there's something in your way.
2: Yeah, that's- yeah, it, it is. Yep, they, they've really Im- improved. Uh, how the how the blending of your real space and the virtual space are starting to interact with one another.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Very cool. So, and I was picturing you playing cards. What are you doing when you're playing cards? Are you pressing a, a one the button? Do you flip over a card?
2: Yeah, so there are there are uh, two buttons that are on this controller. One is under like a trigger,
1: under your, your pointer finger,
2: and another one is is under your um like your ring finger. So when when you want to pick up pick up a card, you put your hand on the card and then pull the trigger button like you'd be like you would do like the like the pincer grip, like you would use like your thumb and pointer finger to pick something up.
3: Well, essentially mm-hmm.
2: you're using that trigger finger to pick up that card. Uh, and then you can go ahead and um, or pick up a, a dice or something like that if you're playing a dice game. And that's right. how you go pick up your card and then, you know, put it down on whatever game you're playing.
1: Okay. Interesting. That sounds very cool. Now, I know that, you know, we've talked about uh, me coming and giving a talk and using slides right. in the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> um have you had other people give talks? Um, yeah,
3: we we
2: have. So uh, we have a, a regular uh, monthly event where we have uh, Amy Temperley from Aging is Cool. She's actually
1: probably she mm-hmm. in your
2: area. I think she's she's in the yep. Austin area. And yes, uh, she comes to, in. We
1: used to advertise for her with oh, her, okay. her, her other. Her other, the, um, mm-hmm. she had a different community that we advertised for. Yeah, yeah. So Amy, yeah. Amy's wonderful,
2: mm-hmm. as you probably know. And mm-hmm. so she comes in once a month, and she leads a discussion group on just aging topics. Uh, we've had some healthcare professionals come in to talk about, like, eating well um, and just different small changes you can make in your life to uh, improve your wellness. Um, we uh, There is another creator inside of Horizon Worlds that partners with medical professionals, And they've done talks on like addiction and um, Alzheimer's and different, different medical topics that we've gone and attended. Um, And matter of fact, uh, I'm looking forward to having you join our community. Um, We are next month going to have someone come in to talk about um, artificial intelligence uh, inside, inside of the, inside of the Metaverse art group. And he's going to, he's going to have some slides. And so we're looking forward to that. He actually works. That works, but he volunteers at a senior community here in Cary, uh, and uh, I'm going to do uh, in the real world. I'm going to do some presentations, some some lessons on virtual reality, and then he's coming to virtual reality to do some of the lessons that he's done in the real world. So we've kind of kind of exchanging uh, um, exchanging knowledge.
1: Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And so then you have it like set up like a classroom, or you're just like yeah. sitting in a living room.
2: It's just like yeah. So like when when Amy comes, we sit. We have a living room uh, at the Thrive Pavilion where we we do that talk. We do our book club. Uh, we have another area that's set up a little bit more like a uh, like a classroom or a, or a lecture hall. Mm-hmm. So we have all these different spaces um, at Thrive and other places inside of uh, the Metaverse and Horizon Worlds where. We, where we do our activities. I mean, there are things that you can do in the, in the metaverse, in the virtual reality, that you couldn't do in the real world. Um, uh, there, you know, there are lots of activities. Like, it would be very hard to play uh, Family Feud on the Family Feud set in the real world. Right. Or to play right. Wheel of Fortune at the Wheel of Fortune set and someone could play Vanna White, you know? I mean, that would be hard to do. It, we, yeah. we recent, yeah, we recently did like a red carpet event because we made the community made a promotional video. So we did like a red carpet event when we when we uh, introduced it. Because so those things would be hard to do in the real world, but you can you can do that in in virtual reality relatively easily.
1: Wow, that is all very very cool. <laughs> so, and it sounds like you have a lot of people who feel the same way that you said you have 500 members.
2: Yeah, we have 500 members. Um, some people have, uh, who come occasionally depending on like their schedule. We have some people that attend almost every event. Um, so it varies. Mm-hmm. Um, um and, and again, some people, some people have a very active social life out social life outside of virtual reality, but, um, uh, still come because, um, you know there's they have a group of friends now that they that they've made online so and mm-hmm. some people are at the other spectrum where they for various reasons have very limited social interactions in the real world so they get a lot of interactions uh in virtual
3: reality mhm mhm mm-hmm.
1: so this is also interesting and exciting i just have to tell you that <laughs> um so if listeners are interested in, in getting involved and joining, um, is a way to do that to go to your website?
2: Yes, absolutely. The best thing to do is to, is to visit our website, which is thrivepavilion.org. Uh, we also have a very active uh, Facebook group um, where when we're not in, when the members are not in virtual, in the virtual world, they're interacting with one another quite a bit in on social media, and we have a Facebook uh, page, also called Fry's Pavilion, so you can find us either way. Um, mm-hmm. Our activity calendar is published both places, um, so you can always, you can see what's going on that day. Um, and really, the Facebook group is great because you can ask questions um, to other members. Um, they're, o- they're always posting stuff. A lot of them will do things that are, like I said, they're doing their own thing, and they're like, hey, I'm going to be doing this at 2 p.m. anybody want to join me. So it's a, it's a it's a great way to communicate when you don't have the headset on. But those are the best ways to find us. Our website, ThrivePavilion.org, or our Facebook group that's also Thrive Pavilion.
1: Okay, great. I'm going to post both, both of those links on the post about this show on my website later tonight. So if people miss awesome. that, they could just go find it and click on it right there. That's um, right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Robert, for, for being on the program. This is really exciting. And it sounds like um, there's a lot of potential to really, you know, uh, I just see this as something that can really grow even bigger than, than yeah, what it and- already has.
2: Yeah, that, that's what we're hoping for. You know, we started it really just as an experiment to see if, we would, if it would work. We've been very present, uh, pleasantly surprised by how the community has grown, um, how uh, the members are just fantastic advocates for it, for, for their own community, like, mm-hmm. like Linda uh, a couple of weeks ago. So that that's really great to see. And uh, we are looking forward to hosting you. In virtual reality yes. and hearing what you have to say, and the community is excited about that, and uh, hopefully excited. we'll get to do it soon.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be so yeah. much fun. Yeah, <laughs> so, it certainly will be. I mean, I guess that's the 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 whole the whole vibe that I get from this whole thing. That in addition to increasing social interaction and learning new things and you know, getting to do all these activities, that it's just fun. It sounds really fun.
2: (laughs) It is, yeah. We certainly, you know, we certainly uh, as a community or myself, we focus on things that are, you know, designed around the areas of wellness. But a lot of the community, too, will go and do a a lot of the fun things. Like they'll do, like, player versus player shooting games. Like they will, as a community, they'll do some of those, you know, other activities, that virtual reality. Uh, uh, I, I'm surprised that the community actually wanted to do it, but they've kind of gone uh-huh. ahead and, and are enjoying playing games like that too. So you never know. You never know what people right. are like. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, thank you again for being on the program, and we'll be in touch about my coming there, and I'll let everybody on the show know when they can, if they want to join virtual reality. Yeah. And, Join the group.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Maybe maybe we can do a live stream of it to people that don't have headsets. When you're oh, there. that would
1: be wonderful. Yeah, yeah be exactly. Great. That
2: way people can, can see a little bit what it's like.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That sounds great. All right. Well, good. you have a wonderful yeah, thanks,
3: evening.
1: Yeah, thank All you. Right. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on com and on com. And I'm really excited about that talk that I'm planning to give at Thrive Pavilion in the metaverse, and I'm so glad that people can get a peek into it, even if they don't have the the goggles to join in virtual reality. And I'll keep you apprised about when that will be. We just have to take care of some logistics around it. Um, and I think it's really important to to consider to continue to have fun and to um, feel passion even with all the things that are going on in the world. And that's what I want to talk about today. And I've been talking over the last few months about you know, advocating for our elderly loved ones within long term care communities and in health care, and now, with all you know and we're in a context of a world that where there are wars going on in multiple areas around the world, and that has increased in the last couple of days um, Advocating for our loved ones can be very stressful. Um, we're watching fights within our own country, people fighting with each other on politics and people fighting with each other just out in the street over silly things. And we're people are dealing with their own personal struggles daily. And no matter what larger obstacles are happening in the world, we all have our own struggles. In life, that's what life is about. So how do we manage to find our own peace and our own passion um, in the midst of this? Because, it's, you know, it's never going to change. It'll just shift to be a different struggle, but there will always be a struggle, there will always be wars going on. And so how do we manage to... Um, find our peace and find our passion and create beauty in the world um, at the same time that there are struggles um, without turning a blind eye to those who might need our help. So this is a very complicated question and I've talked about it before and I've written about it, but I think it's a really good time to get back to that and just as a reminder. So um, I'm going to start with a piece of that a piece of the talk that I've given previously on finding peace and passion in an uncertain world Um, because if we wait until the world is calmer and there's more certainty um, we'll always be waiting because that will never be so we need to find that within ourselves and create Passion and create peace so that we can bring that out into the world and we can add our peace to the world. Um, when things are really going, um, you know, 100 miles an hour where we're really trying to get things done to help our loved one who uh, might be living in a um, nursing home or might have a medical issue, or we're dealing with our own issues in life, our own medical issues maybe, when we're watching the news and we're seeing everything going on, it's really hard to find that peace without taking a step back and finding time to first find a way to relax. We need to find that peace that is always in there. It's always underneath. Everything else is like the weather. It changes. But deep down underneath, there is this peaceful part of us that we can connect to. And from that peace, we can create. We can have compassion for others and bring them joy. We can bring peace into the world. So the first place to start is really eliciting that peaceful part of ourselves, the relaxation response. So how do we do that? Um, It's really hard to do that if you only take the time once in a while to focus on inner peace. It really needs to become a practice. Um, It's important to practice regularly in order to cope with stress and to prevent ourselves from becoming discouraged and depressed and to have the energy and the clarity of thought to move forward with creativity and enthusiasm and to to help other people and to bring joy into the world, um, But when we only do it once in a while, it's really hard to connect so it so it needs to be. A regular practice. And this is a reminder for myself as well, because I think we can all get knocked off the track and get busy with work or with whatever it is that we need to get done, the tasks in our life, and forget about taking the time to practice relaxation. And practicing some form of relaxation doesn't have to be a long practice. There is benefit to Um, even doing some form of meditation, which just means focus. And it could be a focus on our breathing, focus on um, a mantra, a, a peaceful thing that we say to ourselves. There's actual benefit in doing that for a minute, one minute. And if we do that for one minute, several times a day, the benefit multiplies now, if we could sit and do that for ten minutes or twenty minutes that 's even more beneficial, but even just one minute can make a huge difference in our physiology and our biology to, to, to decrease the stress hormones the so cortisol adrenaline noradrenaline, and these are these stress hormones are uh, cause us to feel more stressed out and if we decrease those stress hormones and put ourselves into a relaxation response then we can interrupt that stress and we can find a way into that inner stillness that has more knowledge and, and um, clarity and intelligence about what, what steps to take um, we're trying to solve a problem. We go back to dealing with the issues with an elderly loved one. Well, if we're in a state of stress, we might react in a very angry, reactive way to the um, healthcare providers that are uh, working with our loved one. And if we're if we're if we are approaching them in an angry or reactive way, we're not going to um achieve what we want to achieve. We're not going to get the benefits. If we can be still and we can calm ourselves down, then we can problem solve. We can come up with creative ways of discussing the issues, come up with solutions that actually work and we can achieve the goals that we want to achieve. And uh, in fact, on Tuesday, I'm going to be speaking to um, to a group of caregivers um, the achievements that the family council that at my mom's facility has achieved. And one of the ways that we did that was by taking a calm approach for the administrator's in the facility to discuss solutions to different problems that we, that we saw. And it took taking time for me, in any case, to relax and find stillness um, because I was, the one, I was the one who hosted the meeting and had to present it. So I had to present in a very calm manner. And the other members of the family council were also very calm. And we achieved what we set out to achieve so it's very beneficial we think that anger and just moving ahead and plowing forward is um, going to achieve what we want to and it very often does not achieve what we want to so take breaks throughout your day Um, practice slow breathing even taking a break during the day to breathe in and out slowly three times can be extremely beneficial. Um, The research has found that if we inhale to the count of five, hold it for a breath, and then exhale to the count of six, we actually reset our parasympathetic nervous system. So we have a physiological benefit that affects our um, digestive system, our heart rate, our blood pressure, and calms us down. Take time to repeat a mantra while taking slow breaths. Um, The very well-known Vietnamese Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh, who was very instrumental in bringing mindfulness meditation from Vietnam to the West, and wrote several books about mindfulness, um, was very big into peaceful mantras. So one of the mantras he came up with was to breathe in and think peace in oneself as we inhale and then exhale thinking peace in the world. And doing that even for a minute, breathing in peace in oneself, breathing out peace in the world, calms down our nervous system and helps us to be better at problem solving. Now, mindfulness meditation for 10 minutes um, is really beneficial. And and really, all that entails is sitting comfortably. You can keep your eyes open or you can close your eyes, focus on your breathing, breathing. And just notice your breath comes in, and as it goes back out, and your mind will automatically start jumping to other thoughts, and that's normal. In in mindfulness meditation talk, they call that monkey mind, like your mind is jumping from one tree branch to another. You don't, you're not going to try to stop your thoughts. You're going to simply notice your thoughts. And label them. Oh, there's a thought about work. Oh, there's a thought about what I'm going to buy at the supermarket. There's a thought about what I'm going to cook. And when we label the thoughts, we don't get hooked by them. They don't take us into a story. We can tell ourselves, okay, I'm going to think about that later. Let me focus on my breath. Bring your attention back to your breathing and this will happen over and over again. And if you um, do this for 10 minutes or even five minutes, and over the course of that time, you get maybe one minute where you're just focused on your breathing, you're successful. So that other, those other minutes, of bringing yourself back, noticing your thought and bringing yourself back are really just as powerful as the time that you are focused just on your breathing. You can also just listen to relaxing music. You can look at a beautiful picture of nature, or you can get out in nature and smell the flowers. Those are all really powerful ways of calming down your nervous system. Another way of connecting to your inner peace and connecting to your passion and creativity is to make a list of the things that you feel grateful for. Um, Having this attitude of gratitude, as Oprah calls it, um, has been found to increase our optimism and to motivate us. To actually make more positive changes in addition to creating inner peace and reducing stress and even physical pain. Um, There was research done by Dr. Robert Emmons at the University of California in um, California, Davis, and he did an extensive research project to show the effects of gratitude on uh, our emotional and physical well being. And um, he found that this is such an effective uh practice, but that it needs to be cultivated daily, that we can't just say that, oh, I'm going to feel grateful and just leave it at that. We actually have to have a daily practice to have the positive effects. So, for example, writing a daily list of five things They don't have to be huge, huge things that we're grateful for, but just five items that we feel grateful for every day. Or you can have a partner, a friend, who you make a plan to discuss with each other every day or email each other every day what are three things even that you feel grateful for that day. Sometimes it might be as simple as I'm grateful for a good cup of coffee or it could be grand things like I'm grateful for my family. And then I'm going to end here with one more, one more, one more way to connect to our inner peace and our passion. Um, and I'll continue this in a later uh, show. And that is to do something creative. When we do something creative, to draw, paint play with clay, sing, play an instrument, dance, write a poem, write a story, or even cook a gourmet meal. When we do something creative, even if we're not an artist, even if we're not a musician, even if we aren't the best cook, just the act of doing something creative um, helps us to be creative in other areas of our lives, the areas where we need to use creativity to come up with better solutions or to find out what we're passionate about. Um, We may not be passionate about drawing or painting, but just enjoy it. And when we bring up that creativity to then open our eyes to see what else we feel passionate about in the world. I found that for myself that um, I was looking to find what I was passionate for, and I tried all kinds of creative um, acts. I started drawing. I started um, doing yoga and doing all kinds of things. I was trying things that I never did before. Now these were not things that became my passion, but they opened me up to to other ideas that I was drawn to. So. Being creative is very, very powerful in connecting to our passion and to our inner peace. So at this time in the world, we need to connect to our inner peace and our passion more than ever um, because we need to be the light in the world. We need to bring light into the world because the world really needs that right now. So I'm going to continue this discussion on a later program. And there are several other ways that we can do it. So I'm going to continue. And on that note, we're going to end this program. I want to let you know um, what's coming up. Next Sunday, we'll be playing one of our favorite recent shows as an encore. But stay tuned for updates on my Facebook page about upcoming live shows and uh, future guests. If you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show and get the website links that we discussed on the program, go to my website, drmarikarpel.com. You can also hear this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to blogtalkradio, B-L-O-G, your slash years, and you can also listen in five minutes on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Be sure to follow me on Facebook, as I said, and that is at Dr. Marikarpel, Your Golden Years. This show was produced by Accomplice Entertainment and Psyched Up Productions. And thank you to my guest, Robert Signori, and thank you to Art. Thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring couple of weeks. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe.
3: I the same every day I just gotta get out of here And I away most any day And my And I'll be like a cloud
0: in my Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpels, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any information on this program.
3: Lucky Land Casino